If you're new to the podcast, my name is Daniel. I am a creative entrepreneur. I got started in the online world as a musician, composer, making music for media. I got started in music licensing, selling my music in different marketplaces. And from there, I created a YouTube channel sharing my journey online. And from there, I created a small audience and I built a business around my knowledge. All right, welcome to episode 71 of the Creative Entrepreneurs Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, my friend, to another episode. If you're new to the podcast, consider subscribing, consider following us, give us a review. It really helps the podcast get out there. And as you are listening to this podcast episode, you can hear background noises because I'm doing this episode outdoors. If you're new to the podcast, I live in Greece and I like to record my podcast episodes, the great majority of them from this beautiful location where I live in Nafplio. Nafplio, Greece. This is a beautiful town where I live. I've been living here for the last three, almost four years now. And it's just my dream location. I say I'm recording this. I am looking at this beautiful beach, Carathona Beach. And go and follow me on Instagram where I put pictures of me recording this podcast episodes. Not all of the episodes are outdoors, but the grand majority of them, I do them outdoors. And that's just because that's what I like. I like to be outdoors. I like to do this um, <laughs> from beautiful places, really. You know, why be in a studio? I spend plenty of hours logged in. Uh, plenty of hours in front of the computer and I've been doing podcast episodes for many many years now this is my second podcast actually uh, my first podcast is called the stock music licensing podcast where I teach musicians uh, everything that they need to know about music licensing and on this brand the creative entrepreneurs podcast is all about online business and in a nutshell it's about mindset business and lifestyle and the reason why I have created this podcast is because in my journey as an entrepreneur, as a creator, I was asked by my fellow musicians and composers, clients of mine, actually, who had purchased my music licensing courses and programs on how can they do the same thing? How can they become a content creator? How can they create online courses and online programs in their own niche. And some of them have actually created exactly what I'm, what I'm doing, like what I'm teaching about music licensing. Some of them have created YouTube channels about music licensing and teaching exactly what I'm doing. And that's the beauty of the internet, that nowadays we all can participate in this beautiful thing, okay, which is Become a creator, become a content creator, share your passion, share your knowledge. This is something that I truly love. And on this podcast episodes, I want to hopefully inspire you to do your own thing. Whatever that is, whatever your background is, you don't need to be a musician to be listening to this podcast episodes, by the way. I'm just giving you my background and where I'm coming from. And the name, the Creative Entrepreneurs Podcast comes because I believe in creativity. I believe that you need to be a creative person, even if you just want to become an entrepreneur. Or even if you want to build an online business, you still need to use your creativity. 
actually being creative is just part of our of our nature and you don't need to be in the art you don't need to be a photographer you don't need to be in, in, in fashion you don't need to be anything really in order to become a creative person you are already a creative being as you can hear i have some background noises i have a car passing by this is a dead end street you're gonna hear some some noises oh there's another one right <laughs> It's a dead-end street where I am recording this, and it's a beautiful location. I'm looking at, at this bay here where it's a beautiful beach. This in the summer. I'm recording this in the winter, by the way. Well, actually, going into spring. It's, it's March. It's the 8th of March, exactly. I say I'm recording this. And spring is just around the corner. It's a beautiful sunny day today. It's a beautiful morning, sunny, sunny morning. And it's a dead-end street, but I like to just, you know, come here. It's, it's literally like two minutes drive from my house. I can literally come just even walking, right? But I like to come here and just stare at the, at the beautiful scenery. This is, this is my dream location, like I mentioned to you. And I get inspired. And, and I love to record my podcast episodes from here for, for the main reason that... I wanted to be a whole experience. I wanted to do something creative, okay? And, and I, instead of me recording my podcast all the time in front of the computer with a microphone in a sterile environment where there's no noises, you can't hear the wind and you can't hear the, the sea or the seagulls above me. You know, sometimes I like to spice things up. And hey, it's, it's far from perfect, right? There, there are cars here and there when I do these podcast episodes outdoors. And, but, but I'm willing to sacrifice that, okay? In the sense of, like, it's not perfect, and I can edit it, you know? I can probably just go home and edit it. I, I have done that in the past. When I do the podcast episodes like this, I'm literally walking, and I wanted to create this experience that you're here with me. Like, you're literally here with me. Even though you can't see what I see, you can hear, right? And I want to create this experience, right? That hopefully as you're commuting to work or you're going to the gym or you're at the gym as, as we speak or you're doing something else because that's what we do when we listen to podcasts you can almost feel like you're here with me right like we're just walking by the beach right looking at this beautiful place with the mountains the seagulls above me right the wind and, and the sound of me walking around okay that's the only reason why I do these things. And I'm trying to be, yeah, creative. I'm trying to be creative in my own way. There's many ways to do this. I, cho I chose today to do it like this. All right? And hopefully, again, this will inspire you to do your own thing in your own way, to be creative. And let's try to get rid of the excuses. All right? I have plenty of excuses uh, for many, many years on why I couldn't do this or that, why I shouldn't put myself out there, why I should postpone the thing that I always wanted to do. And doing this type of episodes outdoor is a way of me getting rid of all those excuses. Okay? And, and, and this is something that I, I'm truly passionate about. Now, I say I'm recording this podcast episode i just came back from a short break with the family i just went to london and this is the theme of this episode really 
is kind of like lifestyle, but it's all about <laughs> everything, really. Again, the, the three pillars of what I talk about here in the Creative Entrepreneurs Podcast, which is mindset, business, and lifestyle. I just came back from London with a family. And by the way, before we get into the content of this episode, subscribe to Forward Friday, which is my weekly newsletter. All right, so you can learn more. Every single Friday, I send an email newsletter to my email list, and I share there more content, original, exclusive content, okay, about things that I have done that week, about content that I'm consuming, books that I'm reading, podcast episodes that I listen to, and it's a place where I actually curate all of these things that I found online, and, and I think that they're going to be helpful to you. I also share different tips and strategies on how to get started as an online entrepreneur, and how can you start building a brand around your passion, how I created an online business by teaching what I know, and how I get going with my day-to-day -day life. And this is a weekly newsletter called Forward Friday that I have quite recently started. I've been sending emails to my email list for since ever because that's the way you, you build a business is through email. And I've talked about this before. I've spoken about email before. And email marketing seems like a really boring subject for a lot of people, especially if you have no idea about business and how the online world works, right? But uh, I want to show you how this is done because I was like that in the beginning. I had no idea what an email list was. I had no idea how a newsletter worked. I didn't know how to write an email. Right, So I have created a whole business around this by learning the, the fundamental steps that everybody else is doing. Right, they, they are, There is a blueprint for you to follow. This is how I got started. I had no experience whatsoever, and here I am teaching others on how to do that. I'm running now two businesses. One business is about music licensing, teaching composers, like I mentioned, on how to get started in music licensing. And now I have this brand on this side with my name, where I teach other creatives and non-creative, but I call everybody a creative person, full stop. And this is where I teach others on how to build an online business based on what they know. So if you have a, a, a talent or a knowledge, a knowledge, I said that wrong. <laughs> you don't have a knowledge. If you have a talent and knowledge, and you would like to put that into the world in the form of content through a podcast or YouTube videos and whatnot, and then create a business around that, this is why I'm here today, and this is why I have created the Creative Entrepreneurs Podcast and my brand, pretty much, with my name, DanielCarrizales.com. Again, go and subscribe to Forward Friday to receive that weekly email, which is something that I got inspired by Tim Ferriss, okay? The Five Bullet Friday. And there's other content creators out there that do this. So I'm trying to learn from people that I admire, I, I'm always in the lookout to uh, evolve. I'm always changing, all right? So I, I really take a lot of pride in these emails. It helps me with my writing. So it's not just an email newsletter. It's actually tips and strategies. And at the same time, I'm sharing different stuff that I've been doing that week. Like, hey, I just got this book. I'm reading about this. Go and check it out. Or, hey, this is the type of music that I'm listening to this week. Or I saw this film, for example. 
And it's a place to share it because I find that sharing random stuff on Instagram is not necessarily very organized. So a, a weekly newsletter in the in the fashion of Tim Ferriss, you know, uh, newsletter, I, I really enjoy that. And I see that all the content creators are doing that as well. It's a weekly newsletter and it's a little bit of content. It's a little bit of what they're into. I, I really like and, and and follow other people, what they're doing. I'm curious to see what they're reading. I'm curious to see what they follow themselves, right? Because we're nat- by nature, we feel connected. So if I like Tim Ferriss' podcast, I want to know what books is he reading that week or what has he consumed that week himself, right? It could be as simple as a quote. It could be, it could be just random stuff. So go in and follow me there. Go and subscribe to Forward Friday. Every single Friday, a new newsletter. And you can find the link in the show notes. It's at danielcarrizales.com slash newsletter. Or you can just go to my website, danielcarrizales.com. You will find the link there. But let's get right into the content of this episode. So I just came back from London with a family. And it's been two days, actually. It's been two days exactly as I am recording this since we got back to Greece. And if you're new to the podcast, uh, I moved from the UK to Greece 12 years ago as I am recording this. In 2010, right after the birth of my eldest daughter, Fedra, we moved from the UK to Greece. I've been living in the UK for many, many years. It's where I met my wife, Demi. My wife is Greek. And we had a life in, in England, right? I was born in the UK, but I grew up in Venezuela. My family is from Venezuela, but I grew up in, in, in Venezuela. But I traveled a lot over the years. I've lived in different countries. I was born in London. I grew up in Venezuela, but I also traveled to Canada as a kid because my mother was studying. My mom, is a, she doesn't practice anymore, but she's a psychiatrist. She was a psychiatrist. And over the years, she was studying quite a lot. And she was, because of work, uh, we were all over the place. Okay. And, and I grew up between Venezuela, Canada. Uh, eventually, my mom moved to the States and... You know, to, to just cut the story short, I, I really grew up in Venezuela. That's where I did the majority of my, my, my high school. That's where I went to, to university and study. And that's like very important years for me. Uh, were, it's, it's where I, I grew up, really. That's, that's kind of like the foundation for my life. And, and my all my family is coming from there. That's, that's all I can say. Obviously, uh, Venezuela is a very uh, a country that has, uh, like any South American country, has gone through a lot of uh, hardcore changes over the years. And uh, my mother doesn't live there anymore. Nobody really lives there anymore from my family. Uh, they all live in the States, the grand majority. I only have a cousin, really that still lives there i have a few friends that still live there there's many hey there's people that live there still right but uh when i turned into uh, an adult young adult and and i had i had a job i had everything i had a girlfriend i had a band uh musician you know I, i was a musician i was working in a recording studio i had everything and but i always had this idea that i had to go back to the place of my birth because i i was just born in the uk but I never went back, not even for holidays. 
for some crazy reason, you know, life just happened. I was just born there. My mom and my dad were living in London at the time. My dad was uh, studying. My dad was living actually in, in Paris. And, and the story is a funny story. They were just traveling a lot. And, you know, a group of Venezuelan friends in, in Europe back in the 1970s. This is 1973, 74. I was born in 1975. So, you know, my mom and my dad met. And, uh, you know, they got married in, in London. And they had me. Right. That's that's how life happens, isn't it? But right after my birth, my mom finished her studies. My dad was doing whatever he was doing. My dad was a photographer, very successful photographer. And the, but we moved back to Venezuela. And that's how my journey started as someone that has always lived somewhere else. And, and I'm going to tie this story very well for you on this podcast because it, it, I'm going somewhere with this. So that's how I got started at an early age, being born in a place and then being moved around quite a lot, which today I use this to my advantage. Actually, I feel very blessed for that upbringing. Uh, so in, in my 20s, in my early 20s, I decided to say, you know what? Uh, I have everything here in Venezuela. I've lived at that point. I've lived in Canada already as a kid when I was around nine years old, actually younger. It was between the ages of five, six, seven, eight, around that age. We went to Canada for a few years, and in Canada, my my sister was born. I have uh, two brothers. I have one brother and one sister. Sorry, so my brother was born in Venezuela, and my sister was born in Canada. So the three of us have different nationalities, but we're, we all are with uh, dual nationalities, really, in one way or another, uh, apart from my brother, because he was born in Venezuela, even though he lives abroad. Uh, but, you know, we, we all have different uh, backgrounds. We were born in one place, and we live in a, in a different situation. But actually, yeah, my brother should have, by now, uh, a second nationality, because he lives abroad for so many years. So what I'm, where I'm going with this is that in, in my 20s, I... I said to myself, I want to go to the UK. I want to go back to the place of my birth. It was almost like this kind of like journey back to the place where it all began. So I decided to pack my bags. I quit my job. I was working in a recording studio. This is considered a dream job. Okay. I have, you know, long hair. I'm playing in a band. I'm in my early 20s. I have a girlfriend. Everything is going well for me. But I live in Venezuela. There's nothing wrong with Venezuela, right? Like I said, there's people that live there. There is a life going on. It hey, it's South America. It, it, it's no secret that wherever you live in South America, it's a hard life in terms of the economy. However, there are people that still live there. They, they you you can still have a, a normal life, right? Depending on what you want to do. And some people they just that's 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 as as it is. I'm not saying anything here wrong that one place is better than the other, by the way. Okay, as I'm saying this, and as I'm recording this podcast episode. All right. That's another car coming by now. Right, so this is a, a be- it's such a beautiful location that people come here with their car and they just go to the dead, dead end street and they just stare at the view. All right. <laughs> uh, at times, you, you might find some, some caravans and stuff like that, like tourists, and they just, you know, they just park here and they just sleep 
here that that's just the way it is because it's such a beautiful view and anyways going back to the lifestyle and going back to to living in, in different countries okay so to so venezuela was a place that I, I i was living at the time and I, I could have lived my life there you know but i had this thing right at that moment i have this i'm like i have this british identity really right even though i'm not i don't feel british i have this id right i've got this british passport says i'm born in london you know and but i, I have this venezuelan passport and this venezuelan id which uh, you know i'm venezuela so i have this dual thing like many people have right that, that's the difference for me is that i didn't have I didn't know many people that had this, but in Venezuela, there are a few people that, they, not a few, quite a lot, actually, that they have dual nationality. And obviously, as the country went into, uh, you know, more hardship over the years, obviously, a lot of people try to, to do whatever it takes to get out. Some of them, you know, we have a lot of Spanish people, Italians, that their grandmothers or their, you know, somebody down the line migrated to to Venezuela and, you know, somehow they can still apply to be, you know, Spanish or Italian or whatever and, and get get out of Venezuela and start fresh. You know, th this is it's throughout history. This is this is not something new. It has always been like that. You know, this is how, this is how, how countries and whole communities have been built, really. Uh, you know, you just have to, to study history. So I, I had I have my own history. And for me, in, in my early 20s, to take that decision and say, I cannot just ignore this. I cannot just say to myself, hey, I could go right now to England and, and just arrive there and say, hey, what's up? <laughs> right? I, I, I am as British as the next guy in paper because I've, I was just born here. And I, I would like to check it out. And that's exactly what I did. So I arrive in in the UK. I arrive in London, and and this is the other thing. It's not just go to the UK somewhere. I went to the place of my birth. I went to London. I had friends back then in Venezuela telling me that London is way too big. That London is is a monster. You don't know anybody in London. How are you gonna? Because I don't. <laughs> I don't have any family members in London. I don't have any friends. I know nobody. How a twenty something uh, young kid is going to go to London, quit everything and, and move there to try to get a life. But that's exactly what I did. And I will never, ever regret that. Actually, my life changed completely. My life changed completely the moment I took that decision and, and I quit. It was hard. It was really hard. Again, I quit with everything. I quit, I quit my job. I quit my girlfriend. I know you don't say it like that, but I broke up with my, my, with my girlfriend. And, and off I went. It was a transition for me. First, I went to, to the States. And from there, I went to the UK. I arrived in London with one guitar, one acoustic guitar and a backpack. And I still remember this to this day. I will never forget when I got off this uh, train station from the airport and I just arrived in Victoria and I believe it was Victoria I believe I, I arrived if I remember correctly I think I arrived at Gatwick airport and then I went to Victoria station and as soon as I get out of this amazing uh, <laughs> a station and I see the red buses and the architecture and everything it's like I was in a, in a movie man 
you know, because I grew up with this, like, you know, in Venezuela, when you're, when you live in a country like Venezuela and you say that you were born in England, everybody's like, oh my God, the Beatles, the Queen, right? All of these amazing bands and the red buses and, you know, fish and chips and, you know, it's such an iconic thing. And if you come from, if you live in South America, this is so, you know, it's just blown out of proportion. It's like this thing. So I grew up with that, you know. Like, oh, you're so lucky, you know, you could live there, man. Like, how amazing it is, you know? And, and so, so when I got there and, and I got out of the, the train station and, and I, saw, I saw that, I, I felt very overwhelmed by, like, wow, this is exactly how I imagined it. And, and that, that was a new beginning for me. I had no job. I had nothing. Nothing. I, I literally had nothing. And, and slowly but surely, I found my way and just get a job i start working in a coffee shop i start working in starbucks and quite shortly i met my my wife she was working in starbucks as well and that's how it all began my life changed that that was the beginning of my life in, in a way or my young adult life and and, and the rest is, is kind of like history really and, and that's why I, I i speak a lot about living here in Greece now because there is a story I didn't get here just just out of the blue right I, I there is a story and I want to I want to share with you my journey uh, of how I live now in my dream location why I don't live anymore in London which is such an iconic place and why I will never live again in a major city like London okay and, and the reason why is because my, my life has evolved. My philosophy has changed. My, my lifestyle has completely been reshaped by the things that I want to do from this point on. I'm, I'm, literally, I feel now that I'm just getting started. So when, when my, my daughter, I got married and everything, obviously, and... With my with my wife, obviously she's my wife because we got married, obviously. But you know, we I get to London, I start working in a coffee shop in Starbucks because I just need money immediately. I know nothing, I know nobody. You know, all I know is that I know how to speak English already. Uh, this is just because I lived in Canada as a kid. So you see that slowly all of the pieces start to fit. So I know English. I have my my British paper, so I don't need a visa or work permit or nothing like that. This served me very, very well, obviously. Uh, people think that I am from America because of the way I speak uh, English. When people ask me, where are you from? I say that I'm from Venezuela. It's a little bit of a hard one, even to this day, when people say to me, like, where are you coming from? I'm like, well, I'm from Venezuela, but you know, I was born in the UK. I grew up all over the place, but you know, I I'm just Daniel. So it's still to this day, it's a little bit hard. But... After our life in England, uh, and you know, after that, after that, uh, this is a very important part, actually. And for, forgive me if I'm a little bit here hesitant to, to carry on with the storyline. And again, I'm I'm gonna leave this podcast raw. I'm, I might not edit anything. But after that Starbucks uh, job, working uh, making coffees, where I met my wife, that didn't last very very long for me. But it was a, it was a good starting point. 
uh, as a day job just to get some pocket money, man. Because I, I was so close to leave England because I couldn't find a job and I was in a terrible mindset. All right. I'm not saying that all of this was easy. I actually met the second week that I was in England, I was running so low on money. Uh, I had to literally, literally reconsider going back and say, I, I, I can't do this. Uh, but that's when I, 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 I really built the courage to go to a Starbucks coffee shop and then just ask for a job. You know, just like, hey, what's up? You know. So I got I got my job in Starbucks and that's, you know, they employed me and uh, that was it, man. But I still remember to that day, the guy asking me for my papers because like, okay, and like, well, I'm British, you know, that there's, you know, that's my, my, my passport, my ID, you know. I got my everything, you know. At that point, I had everything. I have like settled, settled in in the society. I have my 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 national in, insurance number and whatnot, and uh, you know whatever. Uh, so I got that job. That I meet my 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 wife at the time. It was my girlfriend. Uh, she she was traveling from Greece, right? And it, it was just it's such a foreign thing for me. Like, wow, you're Greek. <laughs> I have no idea, how, you know. I know as much as Greece about Greece uh, as much as the, the uh, as a foreigner, but I have no idea uh, about the Greek language. You know, I couldn't understand anything. She speaks English perfectly, obviously, and she's a young girl. Yeah, she was like twenty two. And and after that, I went and got a job. I quit that job like on the spot one day. I just had a bad time. I'm, I, my temper is horrible, or it was horrible. Uh, it has changed a little bit over the years, but I just quit on the spot one day. I said, like, I had enough of this. <laughs> Good old fashioned uh, Daniel, you know. And uh, I quit on the job without having any backup plan. That's crazy. I will never do that today. But I quit that Starbucks job. I took my shirt off, like in the movies, literally. Like, here's your uniform. I'll see you later. And that was very disrespectful, actually, to my boss, Gary. He was a nice guy. He was a really good guy, you know. Uh, I, I I believe I made peace with him uh, eventually uh, after that. About because he's the one who hired me and gave me that opportunity to to have work. I quit that job and then I went straight because I was working right in front of the British Museum, okay, in central London. If you know about England, if you know about London, the British Museum is kind of like a big thing. It's where they have the the marbles, actually, the Greek marbles from the, the Acropolis. Uh, some of them are there. There's a big political thing since ever because, you know, they were taken back in the day, like many other things, and they're in this, on display in the British Museum. So anyways, that British Museum Starbucks shop, uh, you know, it's where I was working. That's where I met my wife. It was a brand new shop back then. It just has just quite recently opened, and that's where I started to work. But I quit that job, and that's in central London, the British Museum. So the, the, the Starbucks shop is right in front of the British Museum. So from there, I went straight to Denmark Street, which is where the guitar shops are. It's, some, you know, it's in a very iconic place. Uh, Denmark Street is off Charing Cross Road, which is right in the center of, of London in the West End and, and you have Oxford Street there you know it's just so central it's like you're right in the middle of London 
right? It's, it's, you saw who was right there. So uh, I, I went into Dermot Street because there were the guitars there. And I, and I used to hang out there when I was working in Starbucks. I would just pass by and look at the guitars and daydream of, you know, purchasing those guitars one day, right? Uh, little did I know that one of those guitar shops had a, a sign, right? Outside, said, like, we're looking for staff. Well, I, uh, <laughs> I just quit my job. Hey, I went in and I spoke to somebody and said, like, hey, I, I can start right away. You know, I, I, I know about guitars. I'm a guitar player myself. I actually worked in a recording studio. You know, the whole thing, try to, to say as much as possible, you know. Like, I, I don't need a work permit. It's kind of like a big deal. You can't just move to another country, arrive there as a foreigner and say, hey, I want, I want work. You need visas, you need work permit, you know. So I understand this because I have traveled. I've lived in different countries, okay? At that point, I have already lived in the States as well, you know? And, and I have worked abroad. And, you know, I know about these things because I've traveled quite a lot. And I know about visas and, and work permits and all of these legalities. And because I had two different passports. You know, at one point, I only have one now at this very moment as I am recording this because I don't need really to have my my Venezuelan passport, my Venezuelan ID. They have all expired at this point. I I haven't returned really to Venezuela anymore, so it doesn't really serve me anymore anything. Okay, actually, I'm working on uh, uh, becoming a a Greek a citizen. Actually, uh, I just have to like pay a fee, uh, go and do a Greek exam. They ask you a few things. I know Greek now, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So I go into the guitar shop and I, it's all good. All right. So you know how to speak, you know, English, which, you know, is a bonus, obviously. And you don't need any work permit. That's that's great. So you know your stuff. And I, I will use anything to my advantage. I will say, hey, I know how to speak Spanish as well. So I can speak to the customers who are coming from Spain or South America or whatever, you know, Spanish is kind of like a big, you know, a lot of people speak Spanish, you know. So if you if you live in London and you're working in a, in a guitar shop and you speak a, a, a second language, this certainly comes in handy. And I did use it quite a lot. And, you know, later on, I learned Greek and I will communicate with the Greeks as well. Okay, it's a very basic level, but hey, it, it helped. And you make a connection with people. So they hire me, you know, but the guy in the beginning in the guitar shop, he's like, well, the boss is not around. I'm just a manager, but, you know, he will be around on, on the Saturdays. He usually comes on Saturdays because the boss does, doesn't live in, in London. Right. And I'm like, I, I don't have until Saturday. Today is Monday. <laughs> I can come start tomorrow. Why don't you try, you know, test me out starting tomorrow? I have nothing else to do. And I was just hustling the guy. I'm like, hey, come on, man. It's, I, I can't wait until Saturday. Many things can happen from now until Saturday, you know. And, and I started right away. So I started on Tuesday, and I went throughout the whole week. So by the time Saturday comes, uh, I'm already kind of like in the shop, like working. And I meet the boss, and I, I will never forget what my boss said to me. Like, uh, you know, if you're one of the boys, you know, meaning like if you belong in, if you belong in the gang, and if you have kind of like the way I understood that is like if you if you connect with the other guys, right? It was like a small group of people that work in that guitar shop. It was like probably seven of us, right? 
And we were all from different places. One was from, two of them was, were from New Zealand. Another one was from Australia. One was Welsh. The other one was from, from London. Uh, I might be missing. One was from uh, Moldova. Uh, I'm probably missing another one as well. Some of them changed over time. But in the beginning when I got there, it was like a mix of people, right? And me, right? They, they started to call me the Venezuelan Dan. I had a friend of mine who started to call me Mexican Dan because he didn't know where Venezuela was. <laughs> All he knew was that I was just from South America and his point of reference is just Mexico, right? So fuck it, you know, you're Mexican Dan. And I, I, I love the guy to death. He was such a nice guy to me in the beginning. Sadly, he passed away very young. Uh, his name was Chris. He really, really helped me. He actually gave me a copy of, of Cubase back in the day when I first got there to London. He really helped me quite a lot. And for those of you who's not, who are not a musician and listen to this, Cubase is just a software to, to record and to program music. And, and this, is, this is the early, this, I believe this was 2001, 2002 at the most. So this is the early days. So I got a Cubase copy, which is a software, and I went home, I still remember. Not only I have my guitar shop job, right? But now I have this software that this, you know, guy that I just met that is calling me Mexican Dan. And he actually wrote it on the DVD or CD thing, right? Where the software was like to Mexican Dan or something like that. And, you know, it was such a lovely thing, man. I was just so well connected at that point i was just vibrating at a higher frequency everything made sense back then to me and and it was such a wonderful thing because i I found my place i have my girlfriend i just quit this coffee shop job in starbucks and now i'm in a guitar shop i'm like you know (laughs) i still remember to this day like being like the moment that i got off the trial period i think it was like three months that they were trying me out and I said to the manager and to the boss, like, hey, you know, I'm legit, you know, you can trust me. I'm, I'm good. Uh, you know, put me on payroll. You know, I can't, this this money thing, like, just paying me like that at the, at the end of every week or whatever. It's not, I need to have it, like, on my bank account, like, you know. So they hired me, they put me on payroll, the whole thing, and, and that was it. I, I had a job. And I still remember to this day being outside Denmark Street, Smoking a cigarette. Back then, I used to smoke cigarettes, smoke weed, of course, and, and you know, drinking and the whole thing. You know, I'm young. And I, I'm looking at the street, and all of these shops it has the word music in it. One of the shops across the street where I used to work, it was called Rhodes Music, funny enough, right? Rhodes, you know, like the Greek island. And the other one was called, the other one, if I remember correctly, one of the signs said World of Music. And I said, like, how lucky I am, man. I'm here in London, in the center of it all. And I'm working in Denmark Street, like the iconic street where back in the day, the Rolling Stones and Black Sabbath used to record. Elton John, you know, was around the corner as well. There was like music publishing companies around here. I mean, it's a whole history behind that street. And here I am. Just a guy that, you know, was born here, but I grew up in Venezuela. I know nobody here. And here I am working in this guitar shop. Eventually, I had the keys to the shop. I didn't become a manager because I never wanted more responsibility. But they treated me like, you know, like an assistant manager, if you will. But I was a person of trust because this is something that I have always communicated. 
You know, this is something that I have always been able to, to gain from people. This is one of my strengths. Even though I'm an introvert, uh, I'm still very loyal. I'm, I'm all in. So I eventually had the keys of the shop. I will just do the till, you know, like just count the money. I was doing like manager uh, things, tasks that managers do, right, to a, to a certain extent. And in terms of, you know, trust, there always has to be a level of trust, okay? Uh, but from that job, uh, eventually me and my wife, back then she was my girlfriend, we, we had a life, my own. My wife took a different path, though. She, she, from the Starbucks job, she actually went and became a teacher. And she got into the system as a teacher, right? She, she went and studied. Uh, her background is in microbiology. She studied for that in England. And then from there, she came back to Greece. It didn't really work out. So that's when she went back to England to start from scratch. And that's when she met me. Life has funny ways of, of working things out. And then after that, she started working in a in a coffee shop, right? So here, here, here she is with a microbiology uh, degree that she has achieved in England, but couldn't get a job back here in Greece. And she didn't want to stay in Greece, so she went back and said, "You know, screw this! I'm just going to go back and work in a coffee shop and try to rearrange my life." You have to keep in mind that she was very young; she was like 20 in her early 20s by then, right? So still testing the waters to see what she wants to, to do with her life. And this is where, <laughs> when she met me. Uh, but it, we, we both created a home immediately in London because we were both foreigners. You know, we, we don't know many people. She had a small group of Greek friends, which eventually became my friends. I, I didn't really hang out with many Venezuelans. I didn't know many Venezuelans in, in, in London. I tried to blend in with the locals, with whoever, from whatever, you know, and, and I just connected with different people. And my, my, my girlfriend at the time, my wife now, she went and said, like, I want to become a teacher. And she, she studied the whole thing and, and she got the whole, you know, uh, job thing secure. And, and she moved that, there, that, that, down that path. And, and eventually we got married. And then obviously, you know, she got pregnant. And my daughter, Fedra, was born in London. And then right away, I was at a crossroad yet again. I believe the life gives you crossroads and they put you in situations where you have to choose. I truly believe that. Up until that point, I have always been ahead of my crossroads. I have always actually been a little bit forward and saying, I'm taking a risk here. I'm going to take my chances. Up until that point, though, at that point, I'm starting to slow down and I'm starting to feel fearful for my next move. I'm starting to think a little bit too much about it. And now being married, happily married, living in London, having like a home, a base where I can call. I was so proud of living in London that even when I will write letters to to my friends or to my family, I was so proud that my letters in the actual envelope will say London in the postcode. That's how proud I was. I'm like, I can't believe I live here, man. I can't. I'm just static. All right. Even years after this. But when my daughter was born, then everything changed. Obviously, you become a parent. And then slowly but surely, I start to become fearful. I start to think and second guess my, my moves. And I didn't know what we were going to do. My wife took her maternity leave. And she's like, well, 
this guitar uh, job, you know, I slowed down. I stayed in the guitar shop job for many, many years, but because I was so comfortable and, and I was afraid to just do something else. And But that's for another episode. And, and my wife is like, well, I want to take maternity leave. We're going to give birth. And then most likely you're going to have to stay at home because your job doesn't really pay that well, isn't it? I don't have that much benefit as a teacher does. So uh, that was the plan. And I said, like, well, that's what we're going to do. But we still need to move to a bigger place. We're going to have to move to a bigger place because we don't fit all of us. Right. We have a kid now. We, we're going to need some space. At that point in my life, I was considering leaving the UK for the first time. And this was a slow process because at that point, because my wife was Greek, you know, well, she is Greek, because my wife is Greek and I was living with her in the UK, we will come to Greece for holidays. And the very first time I came to Greece, I arrived here at night. And as I'm driving or as we're being taken by this a taxi driver from the airport to where my 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 wife lives, where she comes from, uh, close to Athens. My first thought, and this is at night, by the way, is that this looks like South America to me. It's very close to my culture. It's very close to to where I grew up. Even though it doesn't look at all, you know, it was different for me. Okay, like for example, the UK and London uh, at a time because of as someone that grew up in Venezuela, it was completely foreign. Okay, the architecture, the, the everything, the culture is different. You know, it's, it's not this Mediterranean vibes that I feel a little bit more connected in that sense. And hopefully I'm not, uh, you know, being disrespectful with, with any of my listeners who happen to be uh, British a lot. Because I have a lot of clients that are British. And I have a lot of friends who are British. But there are different uh, culture things that... I kind of connected uh, differently, okay? And, and this is just the way it is, okay? This is just the way it is. It's a reason why many people as well from, from England, especially, they, they go and move to Spain. My boss, eventually, he, he's living in Marbella, for example, right? As far as I know, the, the guitar uh, guy, the, the, the guitar owner of the shops, eventually he retired and he, he had a house in Marbella and he just loved the weather, obviously, he loves, and he's not even from London, he's from Doncaster or Leeds or whatever, you know what I mean? Like up north in England. So nobody's going to blame the guy to say, hey, I'm going to retire in Spain, you know? Good wine, good food, good weather. It's a different vibe. Life is a little bit more chilled. So for me, at a time when I had my daughter and been to Greece already a couple of times, you know, we went for our honeymoon to a Greek island. And I was like, holy shit, I want to, I want to grow old like these people. You know, when I will see the locals, that they're really, really old, and they're going to the beach in the mornings, and then they go shopping. I said, I want to be like that when I get to my 70s and my 80s, okay? I had this vision, the same visions that I had back in the day when I wanted to move to England. And I said to my wife, I know we're not there yet. We're not ready to do this, but I do believe that we need to go to Greece, Okay. I know that Greece is not the ideal place because of economical, you know, difficulties as well. And back then it was the whole uh, Brexit, actually, before Brexit, all right? It was a whole economical austerities. It was like the Greek crisis was just starting out. You have to think that this is right after 2008, 
with the financial crisis, this hit uh, England like in 2009 very badly. Uh, and I experienced that in my, and even in Denmark Street, things were changing fast. And by 2010, when my, my daughter is born and when we leave at the end of 2010 and we arrive in Greece, the crisis here still hasn't hit that hard. But then it really, really kicked off badly here, right when we got started here in Greece, our life here in Greece. So we moved to Greece and and this is it, man. You know, this is how it all started for us. And I, I said no to England. Uh, and my wife didn't want to come here in the beginning uh, because she, you know, she just, she wanted to move away from Greece. But this is something that I really felt passionate about i really felt like the life and everything that i wanted to do in england in london specifically uh, i had accomplished it already when I, i arrived with one guitar in one hand in a backpack and by the time i left england i had a wife a daughter and our cat julie okay and like 11 guitars and all this gear to make music <laughs> right that, that, that's all we had because all the other furniture we just left it behind And, and we are we arrive in Greece in the midst of the Greek crisis, right in the beginning of it all. And, and that's how I got started. And fast forward 12 years later, and we went back to England. So it was a very special occasion right now for me to go back to England after 12 years. And not only I went back with my wife and my eldest daughter, Melina, Uh, sorry, not my eldest daughter, Melina. Melina is my youngest daughter. Not only went with Fedra, who was born in England, but I went with my youngest daughter, Melina, as well. You know, so now I have a second child. She's going to turn five. And I had the most amazing time in the world now that we went back to England. Went back to London for the first time. Me and my wife, we went back to the place where we, we met. You know, it was just going down memory lane. Things have changed quite a lot. I'm very happy to to have been there to show my daughter Fedra the place where she was born. I'm very happy to to have gone after so many years to the place where I actually where it all started for me. How I met my wife, the place just to be there. You know, I saw my friends from from back in the day. I saw one good friend Andy. I used to work with him in the guitar shop. The whole Denmark Street have changed completely. There's massive redevelopment in the area so it's pretty much unrecognizable my wife was saying to me like I, I, there is no memory lane to go down here because everything is so new you know it's, it's nothing like the way it was back in the day when i was working there you know the whole uh brexit ha has a, a change quite a lot things i've heard this from from friends i had a british friend who came to visit me here in nafplio Uh, a year, a little bit more than a year ago, and he was talking about it. But for me, I never, I haven't been back to London, you know, in so many years. I, it's a massive gap, you know. 12 years later, when you go to any place, things have changed. Things have moved on. I have changed. I'm not the same guy. I even went inside one of the guitar shops, and one of the the, the, the guy that was working there, that he, he knew me, he couldn't recognize me. He, he stared at me, like, for, like, a few seconds, like... I kind of, I think I know you, but who are you, right? It was so crazy, man, you know? I have, I have changed. I have age, for sure, you know? White hair, I have short hair now. I'm going completely white. 
I even has uh, I even have now like uh, in, on my teeth. I still have as I'm recording this. I have uh, braces on my teeth, which makes me look a little bit weird. You know, I have changed. You know, now I have a, a second kid. I have a family. I live a different life, a diff- different reality. But I, I did find England and London in general very different. And obviously because I have changed. People move on. You, you change. We all change. It's change is the only thing that we can bank on. Uh, I, I could never, ever envision my life in London with, with my kids. No disrespect to my friends. I have friends who live there that they, they, they still work in a guitar shop, like I mentioned. They have kids themselves now. They are they're married. You know, uh, many of my friends are doing that. You know, they 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 live there. They have families. They have you know. They not only they have kids themselves, but they have, you know, their their own mother. Their you know mothers in laws and fathers in law. You know, there is a place for everybody. Everybody wants to do something different. I choose, and because I live my life in a certain way, I have chosen a different path. There are sacrifices to be made, though, in order to live the lifestyle that I live, the same way that other people have made sacrifices to live a different life. For me, my sacrifices have been to live abroad, still to this day. Uh, I don't have my my mother uh, around me. I don't have my grandmother. I don't have the side of my family close to me. So I'm more close to my my wife's family, right? My in-laws. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm expecting this to be a natural evolution as well. You know, usually when you have a family, uh, the woman is usually tends to be, not, not always, but it tends to be closer to their mother and to their father for many reasons. And this is one of the main reasons as well where I, I told my wife that I think it's a good idea for us to leave the UK as soon as we became parents because I want my daughter to be around grandmother and grandfather and have an extended family. And in England, we have nobody. It was just me and my wife. So it will have been a little bit of an isolated situation for us. Uh, my fate <laughs> as, uh, my fate as a stay-at-home dad was already sealed even before I left England because of work. I said, like, well, my wife had a, a better job position and all of this, so it will, be, it will make sense for her to become, to, to be a teacher still, right? And get all the benefits that teachers have. And for me to be a stay-at-home dad. Uh, in, but in London, will have been a little bit more hardcore than, than it was for me here in Greece for many reasons, okay? So for us to go back, it was a very emotional thing, at least for me personally, but I know for my wife as well. Uh, for Fedra, that she was born in England, she, again, kind of like history repeated itself. And I, I was on a mission to not let that happen. I, I wanted Fedra to be um, young enough to go to England and have memories and say, hey, this is where I was born, and I'm happy that we came here for holidays. And hey, this is the first time we're going back. I'm planning to go back for another holiday for sure, because it was a very short stay, five days with the family. You know, not only I went to see other people that I used to know from back in the day that I still keep in touch online, but we went as a family to do the whole touristy thing, right? Go to the Big Ben, go to the museums. But it, for me, I was very into the whole down memory lane. For me, it's important to go back and, and look because I, I am not the kind of person who has, you know, has grown older in, in the place where when I was a kid. So I can't go to my childhood home or neighborhood and say, like, this is where I went to school, right? Because it's all over the place. 
I'll need to go back to Canada, for example, to, to, to experience that. I will need to go back to Venezuela to experience that. And, and for me, London is, is, is the latest place that I actually uh, migrated to uh, here to Greece. Like, you know, like I moved from England here to Greece, right? But there's so many other moves before that. So, but the place that I really, really missed and, and, and a very, very big part of my life made, made who I am today is, is England, is London. And I feel that I closed um, like a cycle in my life. Like I went to the place of my birth. I was in a different situation back then. I wanted to get a life going, you know, meet, the, meet the, the, my, the partner of my life, which I did, and, and build a life around that, build a home. I always wanted to build a home. And my wife is part of that journey. And then to leave from there and be here in Greece, which made me who I am today, someone that works from home, someone that works online, that, that's creating content. And, and I'm only getting started, man. I mean, I've, I built an online business because I became a stay-at-home dad in a foreign country with Fedra, my eldest daughter. That's the story. But then after that, we managed to pull through, had a second kid. Uh, you know, my marriage uh, is better than ever before. And we managed to go back to England after many years. 12 years is a long time. And I was, I have to confess, I was scared that I will go back and say, wow, I think I made the wrong choice. I think that our life in England would have been better if we, we would have stayed. I have to confess, okay? For many reasons, all right? For many reasons. But uh, I went back and immediately I knew that I have made the right choice for me and my family, okay? 12 years later, I knew that this is true. Uh, somehow we, we need to go back sometimes and, and assess things and look things from a different perspective. And, and maybe if there is any doubt, even though I didn't have any doubt, but I felt a little bit like, what if I go back to England and I see the English lifestyle of going on the tube and, you know, and, and, and you know, London life it's, it's a different lifestyle, man. OK, I live in a very small community right now. I live in a community of 15,000 people, 15 compared to London. Right, I believe it's 10 million, maybe nine, I don't know, maybe more. And this is quiet, man. This, I'm in a beach right now, it's sunny. Okay, I mean, this is my priorities have changed. I am not the same guy that I was when I was living in London. I, I'm certainly not the same guy. I don't have the same priorities. I don't get a kick out of being in the center of London, living like I, like I did once, like I once did. I don't, I don't get this. I mean, I, I love to go and travel and see it and experience it for sure. I had a blast with my family. I had a blast with my daughter, Fedra, right? I had a blast seeing my friends and my people and, and, and you know, connecting and walking the same streets that I walked so many times. I, I was telling Fedra, this is my neighborhood, man, you know? Right there, Denmark Street. I used to spend so many years there. I spent so many years around there, Soho. I know Soho like the palm of my, like at the back of the palm of my hand. I know all those those areas in central London. I've done the whole thing. When I was living there, I will I will be a tourist guy to, to my friends, to my family, right? Because I, that's where I used to live. I live in the middle of it all. And, but now my priorities have changed. And back then, I do I did take a gamble. Okay, and and it, and it was hard, man. It was hard to leave. It was hard to arrive here in Greece. The first few years here in Greece, 
I, I said to my wife multiple times, we need to go back to England because I don't think we're going to make it here financially and, and, and with our lifestyle, it's just not, it's not working out, really. So I, I don't want to present you with this idea that it has all, all been like very smooth. It hasn't at all. The first two, two, two to three years here in Greece, it was hell, you know? It was really hard financially, emotionally. My marriage was, we almost broke up, you know? We never said we're going to get a divorce or anything like that, but we knew that we were very close. And this is just because we were lost. I was lost. My wife was lost, you know? I was a stay-at-home dad. My, my wife was the main breadwinner. I knew I could do something different with my life. And we just couldn't, we couldn't put it, the pieces together. We knew we were in the right place, but we, we couldn't put the pieces together. And I said to my wife multiple times, man, multiple times in those few years, we're going back to England. Now we're in worse situation because how are we going to get back? We didn't even have money to go back to England now, right? But I'm happy that we managed to, to stick together. I'm happy that everything finally happened and right after those first three years of hardship and stuff that's when i really got my stuff together i went through this hardcore self-help uh, personal development journey i guess if you want to call it quit all vices like smoking weed smoking cigarettes got my shit together and that's when i started to work for myself i said i'm gonna do something online it started with the music and then uh, it started with with a youtube <laughs> Right? The music started in 2013, 14, actually, 2014. And a year later, roughly, I started with a YouTube at the end of 2016, I believe it was. It took me a long time to get that stuff going. It was in my head for the longest time. And I, I don't know why I didn't pull the trigger before, but it was a slow process. And then eventually I managed to pull through. And today I'm here in this beautiful location. We, we moved here in the midst of the pandemic. In, at the beginning of 2020. This is a, a dream location. This is a holiday destination, Nafplio. Okay. This used to be the first capital of Greece. Nafplio was the first capital of Greece. Right. You can Google that. The reason why I share so much about Nafplio, all right, on my Instagram is because of that. It's because of my journey of travels, my journey of going to one place to another and now making this place my home. Right. And I love Greece. I, I love the fact that I'm that I'm living here. Uh, now that it's the first time that I'm actually travel, that I have traveled abroad for the first time, I felt that I missed Greece. Okay, I don't feel that I, I miss Venezuela anymore. Right? I don't. I don't miss. I mean, I miss my family, but the, the place, the place that I call home, is now Greece. And when I was in the UK right now, and I was in London. I was just dying to be in my house, you know, in a good way. You know, when you travel, you go for holidays, and even if you're having a good time, you're still like looking forward. Or at least if you're some, like someone like me, I'm looking forward to go back, right? I am enjoying every second of this travel. I'm enjoying going, uh, uh, you know, around London with my family and showing, you know, Fedra around, like, look at this, look at that, amazing. You know, she's a Greek kid, right? She was born in London like me, but she's been raised in a foreign country. But it's not really not even a foreign country. This is her country because she's a Greek girl. Her mom is Greek, right? So, but for her, it's kind of like the same thing. It's like, oh, you were born in London? 
Yeah, you know, but she she never lived in London. You know, she's she's been here since she was five months old, exactly like me, right? I left England when I was very very young. I think it was like that, like five six months old. So it's a very similar story, but I didn't want her to spend so many years, right, to the point that she became an adult in order to go because you know, it's just not fair. I think, and, and you know, I, I really enjoyed this trip, but it made me realize how. How spot on we are in life at times. You just need to take that next step. Even when things look wrong in that moment, you might feel like it's not the right place to go. You might feel that it's not the right move. You need to trust your gut. And I knew deep inside of me, in my gut, I knew that as soon as Feta was born, I knew that this was the cue to say like, hey, we can't live here in London. There's no way I can raise a kid here like this. You know, at least for me, for for Daniel and and for my wife, you know, I I have accomplished everything. And at that time, actually, towards the end of my stay in London with with uh, my wife and, and my daughter, things were started to not work out. The economy was going into shit in England. All right, at the at the end of 2010, the guitar shop started to like somehow have problems. Everything was started to to come to a to a to an end. The, the people that I was working with, they, they slowly started to move to other places, to other jobs. Things started to happen. That's when the whole development as well around Denmark Street started to happen. I can see it. It was all over the place. It was written on the walls like things are changing. Life was telling me, life is changing, okay, right now as we speak. It's passing you by and you're afraid to make the next move. If you don't choose something... That is still a choice. So by not choosing to do something, you're still choosing. All right. And I learned my lesson very well. And I, I took the gamble and I left the UK. And 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 here I am, man. I, I'm literally living my dream life. And I'm only getting started. But I live in a location where I can actually literally right now on a Wednesday morning go for a swim. The water might be cold, but it's sunny. Right, I think I see somebody swimming. There are some locals who actually swim all year round, even when the weather is like really cold. But if it's sunny like it is today, you can still do it. But you know, it's just uh, I'm literally uh, grateful for this. I'm grateful for life. I'm grateful for the opportunity to be doing this podcast episode on a, on a Wednesday morning. I could be you know commuting. To go to to an English job like the way I like like the my old self. There's nothing wrong with that, by the way. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. It's just not for me anymore. I don't want to be in a tube in the morning, right? I don't want to be going commuting in, on a tube like I, the way I used to, full of people. Okay, to the center of London. That, that that doesn't rock my boat anymore. But there was a time in my life where that was really cool for me. Actually, it was a dream that it became true. But dreams change and try to accept that. If you make peace with that, you'll be happy. Happiness is not by not having any desires. It's by actually accomplishing the things that you want to accomplish. There is a way to accomplish. I mean, I don't know if you can hear in the background, but there are some noises from the goats. Well, they have like these cowbell things that they hang, but they, they go out usually around this time. And I'm surrounded by mountains, so you can hear probably the sea and the, the cowbells of the goats.
for some people, my, this might feel like this guy's a nut job in the middle of a nowhere by the sea. Yeah, you're in nature, but I want to live in a, in a big city. I want to have access to theaters, to movies, to shops, you know? I'm in a different season of life. For me, this is my life, right? This is my life, okay? Eh, eh, eh. There was a time for, for something else, and there was a time for, for this. So I'm in a different season. I'm all about lifestyle. I'm all about simplicity, and I want to offer my kids something different, all right? And for me, offering something different is offering the best that I can offer them based on what I think is the best. I know that my daughter, Fedra, for example, when we went to England, she's like, this is the best fucking place in the world. Of course she's going to say that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and and that's the way it should be, you know? I don't know if she's going to go to England and do what I did. At some point, she might say, like, hey, Dad, I want to go to England and, and get a job there and study because, you know, that's what people do. That's what you did. And I will completely celebrate that and support that, you know? Because we are in different stages of our life. We are in different places. I had my opportunity to live in England and, and to do the things that I wanted to do. And I have always lived in major cities. When I was in Venezuela, I lived in Caracas, right? When I was in the States, I lived in Houston, massive city. When I was in Canada, I lived in Ottawa, right? When I was in England, I lived in London. Right? When I was here in Greece, I lived. I didn't live in Athens, but it was damn close to Athens, way too close. And I, I'm, a, I'm a guy who wants to live a simple life. Small community, close to the sea. I just want to be out and about, work from home, uh, create content, and, and live the best life that I can possibly live. Simple things, good food, uh, Mediterranean lifestyle, if you will. That's why you see me posting a lot about Nathalie Greece, okay? Because it was a dream in the making. To get to this place, it was so hard, all right? It was, it was actually harder to move from Athens, where we used to live, to here because of the pandemic. And it's just so hard. It was so hard. I mean, the move that we did from England to here, it was actually a little bit easier. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but that's for another episode. But it was so hard to just change the girls from school, you know. It, it's just so crazy. And the pandemic was just kicking off. But here we are. And, but that's one of the reasons, my friend, why, why I share so much. Go to Instagram to see how I record these podcast episodes. And, and please follow me on Instagram if you want to, uh, you know, get more content. I share different content on, diff on each platform. Uh, follow the podcast as well. Uh, give us a review. I, I really appreciate you, my friend. I know this was a little bit of a long one. I, I wanted to talk more uh, about my story and, and why I, I do what I do and why I share so much about the place where I live right now and in my experience about uh, going back to the place of my birth and, and where I met my wife and became a father, became many, many things really, and, and why I feel happy that, that I don't live that life anymore, that I don't live that fast-paced, hectic life, you know, with all the benefits that it has, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to have trade that for a more simple life, and, and I want to share that because I do believe in lifestyle big time, and, and I know that for other people, maybe for you it's like that, maybe you want to live in a big city, that's fine, you know. I have many friends who say that they want to be in a big city. They want to have access. 
I have family members that they would have never ever imagined living in such a small community, right? Where there's only one movie theater with one movie playing, where there is no McDonald's, there is no Starbucks, there is no nothing here. Okay, it's just the beach in a very small town that I can just walk from start to finish around very, very easily. But that's a lifestyle that I want. That's I want a simple life. Okay, I want a basic stuff. And, and that's just where I'm at. Okay, so you have to identify what you want. Maybe you want to live in New York. Maybe you want to live in Caracas, right? Venezuela, major city. Maybe you are happy in London. You should take ownership of that and embrace it. Don't complain about it. Okay, because if, if it's the one thing that you will see me or hear from me is never complain uh, of the place where I'm at at this very moment. Okay, I might say right now and say like, there's no way I could live in Caracas anymore. Uh, but it's the same way that I will say it's a beautiful place because that's where I grew up. The same, I will say the same thing about London. This is the place where it made me who I am today. And I will be forever grateful regardless of everything that London is today and the things that negative things that have, everything has a negative, right? Even where I'm living right now, that is my dream location. It has so many things that are so many, so negative, so many things that could be improved, all right? But I'm happy where I'm at because this is exactly what I want. I hope that you are getting exactly what you want, my friend. I hope that you can move to a place where you want. Like my, my, my mentor says, Jin Rom. Okay, Jim Ron said once, if you don't like where you are or where you live, you should move. You're not a tree. It's a little bit rough, right? If you don't like where you live, move. You're not a tree, right? That's a quote from Jim Ron. You can go and Google that. It's a tough one, but it's true. We, can, we have the freedom to move, okay? And my life has been full of that, full of that. And right now, as I'm recording this, I'm 48, and I'm really happy that I have arrived in this place. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm forever grateful for the opportunity to, to be alive and to share this journey with you. So grateful for the opportunity to, to have gone back to, to London after 12 years and see my friends, walk the streets that I walked, to show my daughter and my youngest daughter, Melina, she had such a wonderful time in London. She's too small to understand all of this. Obviously, she just knows that we're going to England. But Fedra has a little bit more understanding. And, uh, you know, me and my wife, we looked at each other's eyes as soon as we arrived and we jumped on the tube in Heathrow Airport going into London. And we're like, holy shit. <laughs> but I mean, like, we were just like, oh, my God, I can't believe we're here. You know, it's so excited. You know, like the sound of the of the tube and, and the smell, the the air. As soon as we got out of the 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 airport, the the, the cold, I just I recognize it so well. I'm getting goosebumps as I'm telling you because it's just like I feel this place, man. I've been here, you know. This is this is London, you know, my London. It's such an amazing opportunity. I'm forever grateful. I can't wait to go back. We're definitely going back. Uh, soon very soon i want to do a, a better this this journey was so short four or five days we stayed only but we're definitely going back and hopefully i can see you there's so many people i couldn't manage to see a lot of friends because it was such a short stay and and you know if you're listening to this i'm definitely coming back i'm gonna definitely do a, a longer stay and, and meet up with with a lot of you guys i have many many friends and clients who are from the uk some of them are, are in London, some of them are not, but, you know, I really want to meet you. So I really appreciate you, my friend, for listening. I want to share more about this. Hopefully you get inspired to do your thing. If you want to go somewhere else, take chances. 
You're not a tree. You can always move around. I know it's hard, especially when you have kids. It's no joke. That's why working online is a blessing. I could literally go right now, pack my bags and go and move to London and still have work, right? Because I work online. I'm not saying this to Brad. I even got contacted by a but one of my listeners, my good friend, he's a he's a fantastic writer, very talented. He asked me like, "Hey, is one of your podcast episodes uh, are coming out today?" Because I know that you're in London, and and immediately he checked the podcast and they're like, "Oh, I just saw that it just came out, right?" And <laughs> I met a client as well. He's like, "Well, I'm still receiving your emails." You know, even you're, you're working while you're on holiday, like, well, that's automated, right? I wrote it before I left. So there's a lot of things that I want to share with you that you can still work location-free. You can be here, London, Greece, Venezuela. It doesn't matter where you live. You can still have an online business going. I'm proof that I'm, I'm doing this. There's many people doing it like this. Probably you, you're not aware of how this thing works. I want to be the one to help you and see how it's done. So, uh, you know... I'm forever grateful for, for just the fact that I, for everything, man. I'm just, the fact that I could just move from one place to another if I wanted to today, I'm not constrained anymore because of work. I know a lot of people live in places because of employment, right? I know I, I was living in London because of employment. The same was my wife. Like once we found work, it was very hard to say no to that. It's a good paying job. Yeah, but it's a high cost of living as well. Yeah, but it's a job, Right. And so, so, so now that we are not tied to locations, we're working completely, both me and my wife, we work location-free, online. It's just a, a dream come true. I know that a lot of people don't want that. But if you're listening to this up until this point now, I'm pretty sure you do. And I, I wanted that for the longest time. I just didn't know how to. And I had to go through hell to figure it out because I didn't know that there was a connection between personal development and entrepreneurship and creativity, right? And this is why the Creative Entrepreneurs Podcast exists because I want to put this here on this podcast episodes. Thank you so much for for listening. This it was a long one, this one today. Uh, <laughs> I just got inspired. I, I like to to share. I, I, there's so much I want to say. You know, there's so much I want to say. I'm going to share more about about lifestyle and about living location-free and how this is possible with the power of the internet, the power of online, uh, the power of building a brand around your business. Even my friend, Andy, that works in the guitar shop still in Denmark Street, he said to me like, oh, I'm receiving the emails. I know you're doing well. I didn't even know that he was subscribed to my newsletter, right? I didn't. I, I swear to God, I didn't because, you know, it's just, just one of those things, you know, it, but he's getting the the emails, you know, and I'm very happy that, you know, I got friends following me, getting my emails and see what I'm doing online. Again, subscribe to my newsletter, Forward Friday, to get those emails every single Friday, my friend. I, I share content with you there and hopefully you can get inspired and get the different tips and strategies on, on how can you build your own online business. Thank you so much. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Follow us. Have a look on Instagram as well for the, the pictures on how I record these podcast episodes. And don't forget to rate, okay, the podcast. I'll see you in another episode, my friend. As always, rock and roll. Here's to your success.